Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV. How lucky we are to get to be here today with my husband, yes, the Reverend Dr. Bill Tangbritton, and our dear, dear friend of many years now, Kyle Ermoyan. My mouth is not yet working this morning. Kyle Ermoyan. Kyle, welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Bill. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Good to have you all. We're, we're talking today about hospitality. Kyle was here several weeks ago and actually pre-Easter. I, and we I was going to say just before Easter. Huh? Just before Easter. Okay, right. Just before Easter, like I was saying. And anyway. And Kyle brought us a conversation about how to do hospitality for Easter. And we wanted to bring him back to talk about everyday hospitality. And we're going to have a brief conversation, or maybe not so brief, we'll see how it goes, to talk about Mother's Day, because Mother's Day is coming up in just a few weeks. And that's another special day, not just a day for extra hospitality, but a day in which you have an opportunity to really shine into, if you leverage it right, you can increase your first time visitor count. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Kyle. You were the pastor of a very small church in Hayes, Kansas. Let's see, it was the biggest church in our denomination in the state, certainly the biggest in your city, your county, and probably that side of the world pretty much. Uh, Kyle's a church planter, started a church, took it to huge church. Uh, proportionally, it was bigger in, in terms of population, it was bigger than uh, Saddleback, which was Rich Warren's church in Orange County. Kyle would be bigger than that if he'd been in Orange County, but he oh wasn't in Hayes, Kansas. So he's he's got a lot of experience in big church and remind you all that big his big church didn't start off as a big church, started as a small church. And he understands hospitality about as good as anyone I know. His, his book, uh, Church Turnaround A to Z, talks about hospitality throughout it. If you don't have that book, you probably ought to run out and get it like right now. And now I'll shut up. Kyle, talk wait, to us wait. about, oh, wait. sorry. Well, I'm still gonna talk. I'm I still definitely gonna want Kyle to get to talk, but I have two things. One is we've had to ask Kyle back because there's just so much and he's such a wealth of, of information and experience. I don't know, what would you call that? Ex Expanimation or something, you know, that he brings it with. He knows what he's talking about. I know. Let's just do verbicide. He's an expert. He's an expert. He, he really is an expert on all of that. But the other part is that uh, I want to bring it back to hospitality. And so, as we said, he was here right before Easter. We are saying, hey, you need to beef up your hospitality. But one or two things happened. Well, maybe three things happened with your congregation. Either one, you did nothing and it was the same old, same old, or Two, you did something and uh, around hospitality for Easter, and you're still doing it. Or my guess is that you did something, and now it's just gone back to the same old, same old. So, Kyle, we promised, we begged if you would come back, and so we are really glad that you're here today. And now it's yours. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure to be here. I uh, hospitality has always been a uh, 
key component in the churches that I pastored. I spent my last year in seminary visiting churches. I didn't do a student pastorate in my last year because I wanted to see how I was welcomed at church. And there's a variety of ways that I was, but mostly poorly. And so I made it a point that when I became a senior pastor in a church, I was going to focus on welcoming with a wow. That's actually the title of the chapter that, that I did in, in Church Turnaround A through Z. Over the years, and we started with a handful of people in my living room and, 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 uh, and over 21 years uh, grew that church to about 1,200 people on a weekly basis in two locations. During our membership class, I would always ask three questions. How did you hear about Celebration Community Church? What did you notice first? And what did you like best? What do you like best? On question number one and question number three, I got a variety of answers. Oh, uh, I heard it about it through the radio. I heard it about it through word of mouth. I heard it about it through the newspaper or a myriad of ways. The third question, what do you like best? Sometimes they said, I like the preaching. Sometimes they said, I like the music. Sometimes they like the casual atmosphere. Every person who ever answered question number two said the same thing. How warmly we were welcomed. Ding, 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 ding. That told me something. And those people continue to come back. I mean, now they're members of the church. And, and one of the reasons was the first thing that they noticed was how warmly they were welcomed. I got this uh, information from Bill Tenney Britton that said in the first three to 12 minutes of a visitor's experience, he's gonna, he or she is going to make a decision of whether they return or not. Isn't that just mind-blowing? That's before the music really happens. That's certainly before the message. It all has to do with hospitality. So let's focus on hospitality. Let's make sure that our people are trained to welcome guests as if they were, and we call them VIPs, very important persons. Okay, so Kyle, I want to interrupt because I, I, I want to, we did not plan this. This is just out of, hey, we're doing this. And so there's not a script. We don't have our four questions. We no, always we ask. We don't have anything. So, so, you know, I just, as you shared that, I got to think about churches where I've been warmly welcomed. And, and we've been to a number of churches where we were warmly welcomed. And then, as you point out, vast majority of churches, you know, we were like, yeah, thank you for being here. That was it. Would you walk us through, pretend you're a visitor at your church, at Celebration Church, Celebration Community, and you're driving down the street, you're gonna to go to this church, but you're coming down the street, you haven't even got to the parking lot. Would you just share with our, our viewers and share with us exactly all the hospitality pieces as they get there, make their way into the worship center. Absolutely. First off, we would have greeters in the parking lot. If they looked and, and noticed, and, and this is a tough call, if they didn't recognize someone who was driving up as a, as a regular attender or a member, they would direct them to special parking. And, uh, and so therefore we had special VIP parking for our guests. As soon as that person got out of the car, rain or shine, we would have someone there to not 
open the door for them. But as soon as they got out of the car, they were be greeted. And again, if it was raining, they were greeted with an umbrella and walked to the door. During that period of time, from the car to the front door, we trained our hospitality team. Actually, we called the, the whole team hugs, hospitality, ushering, greeting, and security. And the greeting team in the parking lot was taught to do a 10-second testimonial. During that time of walking to the person, you, 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 know, you certainly greet them with good morning, we're glad that you're here, but then they would say something to the effect of, oh, you are gonna really enjoy the service today. Your kids are gonna have a blast in children's church. Our pastor is gonna teach an inspiring message today. Oh, the music is gonna blow you away something in just a brief statement that solidifies early on in this person's consciousness, they made a good decision for being there today. Once they get then to you walk them to the door, then we have door greeters, people who are there again to say good morning, welcome, open the door for them. And during a time, this is pre-COVID, always touch the person, give them a handshake. Nothing like, I'll go to churches and there's somebody at the door and they'll say hello to me, but they're not reaching out to me. Now, I know some, some churches are overzealous in regards to this and give you a big hug, and maybe that's a little inappropriate today, but I think the magic number is if that person can be touched seven, or at least greeted seven times and touched three there's a pretty good chance they're going to feel warmly welcomed. Now they're in the door. I want, interrupt, I want to interrupt just a moment. Your door greeters, are they inside or outside? Outside. Oh, and, here, and here's an important part of it, too. If you've got people on the outside in front of your door, everybody knows which door to go into. I can't tell you how many yes. times I went to a church and there were so many doors. I didn't know which one to go into. And I'd try doors and they'd be locked. And that is not a good welcoming experience. But to be able to have people around the door that you want them to enter in, and you can have three, four, five people there. So, so it's almost like a gauntlet for someone to come through, but it assures the, the person that they are expected and welcome. You know, one of the reasons we're in the Christian Church Disciples of Christ is just what you're talking about. We decided to go to a church. We, we'd been to, what, five or seven different United Methodist churches. We were, it was not to diss the United Methodists, but we were, you know, United Methodists, and we went to five or seven of these different churches, and it really came down to welcome. It was welcome and finding, uh, uh, finding, um, Christian education for us, Christian education and worship that met the needs of our children, our youth and us. And yeah. we, we weren't finding that. And so we went to one church we, we wanted to, to try out, but we couldn't figure out what door to go in. There was no sign out there to tell us, uh, you know, what time the services were. And, and William said to me, he, uh, he saw this church across the street and said, hey, let's go to the Disciples Church. I said, is that a cult? And he says, no. And it starts in 10 minutes. And we went there and it was, the sign was there. We knew it, but the man who greeted us 
was, I keep saying when we're independently wealthy, I'm going to have a Dean King um, uh, annual award for hospitality. Yes. And that's yes. what, that's what brought us in. And then the church was able to sell. You Which is what, you know, as you say that, Chris, one of the things that I remember about that experience is there were, the, this building was a huge building and there was a very clear front door into yeah. the sanctuary and whatnot, but that is not where anyone went in. And Dean was standing at the door nearest the parking lot. So we knew exactly where if he hadn't been there, we'd have been confused and would have walked around to the doors, which by the way, were probably locked to be fair. Right. And, <laughs> and he was outside. I mean, it brings right. it back. Exactly. He was outside and, and yeah. he, yeah. Okay. I could go on. Could but and, and I, I believe a very important component in this is that the senior pastor is a part of that greeting team outside. Because for anyone, everyone, he would know if that's a first-time guest or not. So the faux pas of are you here for the first time isn't going to happen because the pastor will, you know, pretty much will know if that person has been there before. But it sends a wonderful message, not only to the congregation, but to the, uh, to the guests that uh, they are important. Here's a senior pastor in street clothes. If you want, if you are a robed pastor, you still have time to go inside and, and robe up. But to be there and to be one of the people is a welcoming thing. I always highly recommend that they do that. After we get people in the door, yeah, go on. I have a question. Wait, a clarification question. I'm sorry, I do. So, Kyle, um, when you said the pastor's outside, so are, is the pastor outside the door like that greeter? He, a, a member of the greeting team is the senior pastor. Okay. Outside the door and okay. not, see, here's the thing. Sometimes you get, and the greeters are all talking to one another. That doesn't oh, yeah. do any good. You want, the, you want the greeters focused on the next person who comes to the door. Whether they are a member of your church or not, you warmly welcome them the same way as you would welcome a first-time guest. Yeah, good. Thank you. Okay, wait. The, the point I want to make here is that we have viewers watching. We have pastors watching this. Well, I'm yes. too busy in the morning. I don't want to do this. You know? and, and I want to remind you, pastor, unless you have the biggest church in the state, that you might want to listen to this guy. I mean, really, he took the time in his huge church in, you know, Kyle had incredible responsibilities, you know, and he chose to be outside greeting people because he knew that that's one of the key reasons that churches grow is because good hospitality. And, you know, I've said this a number of times. I don't know if I said it in church talk, but I know in my uh, growing church network pastors I work with that I, I remind them that the first Sunday of a, that a visitor shows up is not the most important Sunday. It needs to be great. It's the second Sunday, because if they don't come back, they were just a visitor. Yep. You know, they're, they're, and so your first impression that from the moment they pull into the parking lot until the following Sunday, when they show up again, their experience has to be incredible. And what's going on on that Sunday, if the pastor's out there in street clothes, welcoming and saying hey how's it going glad to see you thanks for being here both to members and new members mm -hmm. and when you are new members i guess so when a guest comes i'm guessing kyle you can confirm or or tell me i'm i'm all wet here 
uh, you know, you probably had a little longer conversation with your first timers when you knew that they were, you know, they were new guests. Yes. Yeah. And not so much. You want to welcome them warmly. See, because you've got another chance. I would always then be at the door at the end of the service to solidify that experience that they have had. Maybe that conversation is a little bit longer then. But the important thing, see, a lot of pastors say, well, you know, the elders want to pray for, you know, we want to pray for the service. You got all week to pray for the service. You only have a small window of opportunity to be able to make a good first impression. And uh, and so once then once you get them in the door, you you continue to have members of your greeting team there to show them where the restrooms are, to show them where the welcome center is. And that's you, you put a really good person on your team at the welcome center and they know everything that's going on. Hopefully at that point in time, you can identify who that person is and give them a welcoming packet, a, a free gift on behalf of the church. Back to the pastor uh, greeting people in the beginning, I would take a, back in the day, I would take a Polaroid picture of every first time guest and I'd give it to them and I'd ask them to put their name on it. I would take it home and use it like a flash card over the course of the week. So the next time they came to the to the church, I'd say, Chris, oh, how good it is to see you again. Bill, I hope you had a great week. I'm glad that you came back. I, you can't believe that, that people would say, the pastor remembered my name. And, and it is, Bill always talks about his favorite radio station, WIIFM, what's in it for me? They feel personally welcomed and cared for right from the get-go. Once Dale Carter, you said the, the sweetest words in any language is your name. Your name. <laughs> yes. your Once name. we got people into their seats, because we remember hospitality, and that means a good, healthy snack. Now, I've changed over the years because, you know, it was donuts or nothing in the old days. Now, <laughs> if, if, you can, if you can give them a little healthier snack, that would be good. Uh, and and invest a little bit more in a high quality coffee. Than you mean Folgers and Maxwell House are not the coffee of choice not of necessarily over no. the age or under the no. age of ninety. Right. Stop! Stop! You can buy you can buy ground Starbucks coffee or any other good brand and and uh, and cook that up in the morning, and it makes a difference. Okay, here's another little pet peeve of mine. Powdered, I'm a cream, powdered creamers is minimum that you can do. Uh, You know, if somebody, if some church has thought enough to put those little French vanilla creamers that I can peel off four of them and put in there, I'm feeling like I'm at home. Now we got people inside. The the, uh, greeters have now handed them over to the ushers who find them a seat, oftentimes to the to the rear. I always tell our people, do not sit in the last two rows of the congregation. Allow our guests to sit in those seats. And then we would strategically position pew people to be there, to be on the lookout. See, here's the key. You train your congregation to have antenna, to keep their eyes open for people who they do not know. And therefore, make it a point to welcome them, to uh, 
be close in proximity to them. So after the service or during the greeting time, if you have a greeting time, you know that your guests are gonna be uh, greeted well. You've heard me say this before. I had the three, the think three rule. Think three rule. When I would do the greeting at the beginning, I would hold up three fingers. I had already informed our people through the membership class that when I do that during the greeting time, that means before you greet someone who you know, find three people who you do not know and warmly greet them. Every one of our guests was warmly greeted because each and every week I reminded our congregation to do so. That's good. You know, I, I, I keep going back and forth and I really do want to give you time. Uh, but I want to go back to the pastor being outside because one, I'm a bit of an introvert and I know my husband and I have had this, this conversation for what, 30 some years now. And, uh, and that's before worship services, he'll be out there talking to the people in the pews, not me. And I'm not one who does parenthesis prayers. I'm not into let's pray into the meeting and out of the meeting. Just as you said, I've been praying for that meeting and, and that worship service, but I do need that space to just like re-switch and to go back into the interior rather than out there. But that being said, and I say this to those of you out there that have that excuse like I do, I love greeting people at the doors, you know, just to say hello, just to smile. And That's I mean, how many need. of us don't have any smile? We go through the drive through at the Starbucks to get our coffee or whatever we're doing. And we're not really seeing the smiles or, or anything else. Or who knows, that person might not be happy to be up on a Sunday morning. So anyways, but to be there and to get to see it in person and directed to you. That just feeds me back. And you didn't, and when you mentioned about robes, you know, maybe you are a pastor that robes, but you still have time. Same things here, same thing here, right? I can do that greeting. I've got somebody who's going to nudge me and say, shut up and move on, Pastor Chris or Dr. Chris, and then shove me back there to where I need to go to redirect. Right. right? And who's right. every model, right? It's model, model, model. Right. Which is more important, you greeting a first time guest or you being there during the prelude. Right. I'm with you. Okay. All right. I want, to, I want to draw a line because we said we talk about Mother's Day. We got like six minutes to talk about oh, Mother's Day. I can. I, Sorry, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> Third largest day of the year, Mother's Day, if you do it well. So, and you've got to promote this. And I never had Facebook to be able to, to promote a lot of stuff. Maybe at the end I did. Facebook's a great opportunity to be able to invite people who are not a part of your congregation to invite their people to your church on Mother's Day. Okay, here's what churches do on Mother's Day. They give a carnation, okay? Do you need another, do you need a carnation? No, you don't, but give a good gift for, uh, for your mothers. Now, if you don't give, we used to give uh, books of, like uh, encouraging women books, and you could get them for about a buck to two bucks a piece in, uh, in soft copy. So we would always give books to every woman who comes in. We didn't ask them if they were a mother or not. If they were a woman, they got a gift on that particular day. And then we would have a raffle for at least five gifts, a nice basket of things. And then the mom of the day, the, the fifth one that we drew, 
would be the one that got a really nice gift. That way, everybody fills out the registration. Now, here's the key. You're getting everybody's name, address, their email address, their phone number, so that you can follow up on everybody who's there. Give them a special gift. Offer uh, portraits, family portraits at that time. Set up a little photo booth because it's Mother's Day. Here's, and here's the thing. If the best gift that a mom would have, if you asked your mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? If their kids don't go to church, they'll, the mom will say, come to church with me. It's a great opportunity to get non-churched people there. A family portrait is a terrific way to be able to do so. Now, if it's a first-time guest, you can say, come back next week and we will have a framed family portrait for you. There's an incentive for that person oh, yeah. to come back. I love that. Week. Love it. You know what else we did on Mother's Day? Child dedications. It's a great way. You know, if you're looking for a, a day to do it, we used to do things like that on fifth Sundays as well, because we had a lot of kids and we had a lot of dedications. We do we do baptisms and and um, child dedications on the fifth Sunday, but also do them on, on Mother's Day because, you know, there's nothing more motherly than a child. I would never preach a Mother's Day message on Mother's Day. Good man. Tell us what to preach. How many times are you going to hear Proverbs 31 and then something? I would preach, I, whatever my sermon series was at the time, I would tailor it for a mother's. Let's say I was doing one on, on heroes of the faith, because this is one that I did. I'd do Rahab, or I would do uh, Sarah during that particular time and focus that way. Um, and I always have something for men, because if, if, if any Sunday a man is going to come and support the, the wife, it's on that day. I used to say one, one year I showed a, uh, a Mike Rowe Dirty Jobs video, a, a, a humorous musical one. The men loved it. And, uh, and so always have something for, something for men on that particular day. Uh, okay. I got one more thing to say. Don't make mom stand up. Thank and you. And say, Who's the, uh, who is the oldest mom? Who is the mom with the most kids? Who's the one who's the newest mom? And give a special gift for that. Everybody has an opportunity to get it. Motherhood is not a contest. And so, uh, oh, and one more thing. A sensitivity to all women. Because not everyone's a mother. Some women have very special circumstances. Maybe they have lost a child. Maybe they have recently lost their mother. To be able to do something that is inclusive. Is there a way for me to share anything on my screen? To those who gave birth this year, we celebrate with you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. For those of you who have gone through the regret and pain of abortion, we remember them and you on this day. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who placed a child up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness 
and we know that you hold that child dearly in your heart. To those who are foster, surrogate, adoptive, or mentor moms, we thank you. For those who walk the hard path of infertility, we're there for you. Forgive us when we say foolish things in trying to help. We don't mean to make things harder. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. For those of you who have experienced the disappointment, the heartache, and the distance from your children, we're here for you. To those who are single, longing to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn with you that life has not turned out the way you hoped it would. For those of you who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall tests of being a mother, we appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. To those with emptier nests this year, we grieve with you and we rejoice with you. And to those who are pregnant with a new life, both surprised and expected, we anticipate with you. On this day, we remember, recognize, and celebrate all of you who are mothers in whatever capacity you are. On behalf of all of us at Celebration Community Church, we wish you all a happy Mother's Day. In about a two-minute video, we, we covered every potential mother-like situation with sensitivity and warmth and uh, and it and I would encourage you to be able to do so. If you don't have screen technology, you can just, in your welcome, welcome everyone who's there. Welcome whatever you conceive mother motherhood to be. And I, I'm not getting into a, you know, a, you know, what is a woman right. conversation here, but to be able to sensitive, be sensitive to all of the aspects of uh, someone who could be a mother. I always made it completely inclusive. Anyone who has a mother or has been a mother. If you've had a mother, we want to welcome. That means all of us. <laughs> no matter how sucky your mother was, you know, yes. I always add that because a lot of us had horrendous mothers. So, you know, yeah. to acknowledge, to acknowledge that, Acknowledging that you know, as well. I, I want to add one thing with this too, Kyle, as you're talking about you know, the emotions and the sensitivity, the need for sensitivity, have Kleenex available. I think a lot of times people, you know, will think nostalgic, but we sat behind um, a, a small family one day. It was a, a young husband and wife and a mom and the, and the, the wife just kept crying and crying and crying. And, uh, and so I handed her a handkerchief. There is no Kleenexes around. And you could tell her mom is, you know, searching around. Her husband had no idea what to do, I think. And, uh, and she, she passed me a little note and told me that they had lost their baby uh, just uh, um, a few weeks ago or something. And uh, I still remember that. So to have Kleenex like at the end of your pews, if you don't usually, or you're at the end of your rows, if you don't usually have something like that, so people can have access. To speaking, at, speaking at the end of the rows, we're at the end of the show. Thanks for joining us for Church Talk. <laughs> And we will see you next week.